Welcome to this You're Tuesday to edition to of the How to Win Moore, podcast. The podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of the How to Win podcast. On Mike Moore, these podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Listen, it's Tuesday. We're so glad to have you with us. Listen, you can get us on Facebook. You can get us on YouTube. And I want you to start going to Mike Moore Ministry. We are transitioning to Mike Moore Ministries. And listen, we're just going to have a fabulous time in the word today. Listen, tag a friend. Let them know that we're on. Good to have you with us, Sharon. Good to have you with us, Joel. I see Teresa. Good to have you with us today. Listen, we're going to have a great time in the word. You ready for the word? You know, in 1984, the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said that the word is the answer. And listen, all these years later, the word of God is still the answer. Good to have you, Derek and Vincent. Hey, Vince, good to have you with us today. Jermaine, good to have you with us today. Listen, I've been, I began a series last week entitled The Truth of Poverty. The Truth of Poverty. This is our second lesson. In lesson one, we were talking about the origin of poverty, how poverty came in on the heels of Adam's sin. Uh, We discovered that poverty is really a form of death. Remember, God said to Adam, if you eat of this tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. Well, poverty is a form of death and a part of the curse that came into the earth on the heels of Adam's sin. We talked about the nature of poverty, that poverty is an evil thing. It's destructive. And then we closed out talking about the three levels of poverty, lack, scarcity, and unfulfilled desire. Listen, we're going to get into something really good today. We're going to talk about 10 things that lead to poverty. Sometimes it's just helpful to know, you know, the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge and it's all in the word. It's just all in the word. All of our answers, all of the solutions are in the word. Really, you can find in the word why we're experiencing things outside of God's will for our lives. So we're going to talk about 10 things that lead to poverty. Proverbs 26, verse 2, and the basic Bible English translation, it says, so the curse does not come without a cause. The curse does not come without a cause. Now, there are uh, reasons for poverty in in the same way that there are reasons for physical illnesses. Let's talk for a minute about physical illnesses. There are external external influences for physical illness, Uh, bad air, bad water. Uh, We dump all kinds of things in our oceans, in our lakes, in the sea, Uh, poison with 
our grounds with chemicals, then we eat the food, germs, viruses. So there are external influences that lead to physical illnesses. There are also psychological and emotional influences that lead to physical illnesses, stress, worry, depression, fear. And then finally, there are lifestyle influences that leads to physical illnesses, diet, poor diet, work, too much work, a lack of rest, uh, our social life. So there are reasons why people experience physical illnesses. So it is with poverty. God's God word identifies at least 10 causes of poverty. Now, some of these causes that we're going to look at today are external forces, circumstances, mindsets, and people related issues that are outside of us, nothing we did wrong, but we must overcome, we must resist these external forces, and we must overcome them with our faith. Then poverty is called, in some cases, by internal forces. Now, I struggle with poverty for a good portion of my early life, and there were internal forces, mindsets, my mindset, attitudes, choices, and actions that can lead to poverty. So we're going to have a great time looking in the Word today. We're going to have a great time seeing what the Word has to say. Ten causes or ten things that lead to poverty. Why don't you evaluate your life? And I got my uh, iPad here, and I can see those who are tuning in. Good to have you, Victoria. Good to have you, uh, Derek, Crystal. Good to have you with us today. Ten things that lead to poverty. Poverty. Let's jump in. Number one, and this is not a a, a, a uh, you know, exact order. I'm, I just got 10 things that I put down on my list from the scripture. Number one, refusing correction. Refusing correction. Our scriptural proof text is Proverbs 13, 18 in the New King James Version. It says, poverty and shame come to him who disdain correction. But he who regards a rebuke will be honored. Now notice it says that poverty and shame will come to him who disdain or him who ignores correction. All of us have blind spots. I don't care who you are. I have blind spots. All of us make mistakes. Mistakes don't keep us from being successful in life. It's when we refuse correction. God allows us to make mistakes. And here's what I learned about people. If we have integrity in our heart, and I'm a leader, if we have integrity in our heart, then our people 
will allow us or give us room to make mistakes, especially if we have integrity and we will acknowledge that we made a mistake. But a part of being successful in life is accepting correction, allowing others to speak into our lives. Number two, following vain persons. It's interesting. Most of this is in the book of Proverbs. Following vain persons is the second cause of poverty. Proverbs 28, 19 in the traditional King James Version says, he that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. But he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. He that followeth after vain persons will have plenty of poverty, the Bible says, following vain persons. So you may be asking, okay, who are, what is a vain person? A vain person are those who are void of ambition. There are some people, and they may be family members, they they may be friends, uh, they may be colleagues, they may be others, but there are some people who are void of ambition. They have no ambition. They are living a mediocre life, and satisfied, and some are living below a mediocre life, and they are just satisfied where they are. So the Bible says that when we follow after vain persons, we'll experience poverty. So a vain person, uh, number one, is a person void of ambition. But a vain person is also a person that's committed to doing wrong for gain a person who is committed to doing wrong for gain. This is the person who is committed to selling illegal drugs, committed to sex trafficking, committed to selling and and handling stolen property, committed to being a professional con artist, There are people that the Bible calls vain people. You don't want to hang around. You know, I remember, and I said this Sunday in our service, uh, I I remember growing up as a kid, and my mother had a lot of rules. You know, I didn't appreciate those rules when I was a kid. But thank God my parents set some boundaries and parameters around who I could associate with, where I could go, places I could hang out with at and places I couldn't hang out with. And I remember vividly her telling me, boy, you cannot hang out with him. She called the name of the guy. And I just couldn't understand why she didn't want me to hang out with him because she didn't spend time with him. She didn't know anything. Well, I thought she didn't know anything about him. And I said, well, what's wrong with him? She said, he steals. She said, he steals. Now, this was a vain person, a person who's committed to stealing. She didn't want me hanging around, associating with that kind of person. She felt that kind of person would influence me, but not only cause me to get in some 
trouble that I shouldn't be in. So the second cause of poverty is following vain persons. Number three, and this is going to be interesting, but it's all in the word. It's all in the word. Adultery. The Bible says that adultery will lead to poverty. Now, in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 26 and verse 31 in the New Living Translation, Proverbs 6, 26, 31 in the New Living Translation, it reads, for a prostitute will bring you to poverty, but sleeping with another man's wife will cost you your life. Sleeping with another man's wife. Or we could say sleeping with another woman's husband will cost you your life. Then he talks in the the, the pro, right of the Proverbs talks of connects uh, adultery with stealing, stealing, and it talks about how some people will tolerate stealing if a person is stealing because they're hungry. Now they, they will be penalized, but most people can kind of understand uh, it if a person is stealing because they are hungry, but it connects stealing with adultery. If you read Proverbs 6, and it, it, then it, it talks about how a thief have to pay back sevenfold, but it's really talking about adultery. But if he is caught, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. Now, that's insightful. Even if he has to sell everything in his house. Adultery is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. I mean, adultery will cause you to be broke in life. You know, you know, that thing can blow up. And you end up in a divorce situation and then you got all this trauma and drama and, you know, assets moving this way, losing these assets, dividing this. And listen, it's not a blessing. I, I, I go with the guy who says cheaper to keeper. I'll be married uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks, 44 years. It is just cheaper to keep. It's it's cheaper to keep him. Listen, adultery will cause you to lose resources. Poverty, it'll lead you to poverty. That's Bible, Proverbs chapter six. Let's look at the fourth uh, cause. Now, there may be others than these 10, but we're looking at 10 things that lead to poverty. Number four is stinginess stinginess slash fear, and stinginess is related to fear. Proverbs eleven twenty four. it's all in the word, New Living Translation. It says, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Give freely, the Bible says, New Living Translation, and become more wealthy. Be stingy and you lose every 
thing, the traditional King James in Proverbs 11, 24, it says that there is that scattereth, that's giving and yet increase. And there is that withhold more than is need or fitting. And it tends to poverty. That is just a principle of life. It is a principle of life. And, and it's a kingdom principle, and, and, and it works even with those who are unsaved. This, this giving and receiving principle is a principle that will even work, and we see it working for many people who may or may not even be saved. But I learned by experience that if you want to have something, you have to give something. I was uh, sharing with a church uh, last week, and I was talking about our church, Faith Chapel, how we've been successful over the years financially. Not only have we taught our members to give, tithe and give, not only have I uh, been a, a giver, but our church is a giving church. We're, we're a giving church. And I'm a firm believer that if you want to have something, you got to give something. And you have to have a, a giving lifestyle. So stinginess, is, it, it, it pushes you in the other direction. If you want to be tight all your life, if you want to struggle all your life. And I see, I see people, and I don't say this as a criticism, so please don't hear this as a criticism. I see people, and everybody may have their times. You know, my wife and I went through a, a struggle financial in our lives. We, we were struggling, you know, financially. Didn't have a whole lot financially. And then we learned about the importance of being a giver. But I see Christians. I, I see people they're always in a place of need. They're always struggling. They always got to have somebody uh, to help them. Listen, not being critical, but somewhere you have to learn how this thing works. If I'm always struggling, always need someone to help me, then it may be that I need to change how I'm operating in life. Why don't you try sewing? rather than looking for someone to help you or bless you, why don't you make this a practice? Listen, I'm not taking up an offering. I'm just telling you, why don't you change the way you're doing your business? Well, you say, well, I don't have much. Listen, we didn't have much. We didn't have a lot to give, but we began to give what we had and we made it a lifestyle. It wasn't an event. It was going to be a lifestyle. Now, we're talking about things that lead to poverty, stingy and fear. And most of the time when people are stingy because they're afraid that if I give, I won't have. Bottom line on it, if you don't have it now and you're struggling now, doesn't make any difference. You're already struggling. You might as well try something different. The fifth thing that leads to poverty is get rich quick schemes. Get rich quick schemes lead to poverty. We're talking about the truth of poverty. Ten things that lead to poverty. Number five, get rich quick schemes. You say, is that in the Bible? Yes, it's in the Bible. Proverbs 
13, chapter 13, verse 11 in the New Living Translation. It says, wealth from get-rich-quit schemes quickly disappear. Wealth from hard work grows over time. I'll read that again to you. Wealth from get-rich-quit schemes quickly disappear. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Now, listen at this translation. This is Proverbs 13, verse 11 in the Taylor's translation. It says, wealth from gambling quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows. Any gamblers listening to me now? You know, you know, it's something about that gambling. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I never was a gambler, but you know, I always like to win. So I, I could have easily got into that. I could have because I always like to win. No matter what I'm doing, I, I I like to win. But the Bible clearly says, you know, <laughs> years ago, it was so funny. Years ago, you know, people go down to Mississippi and gamble uh, in other places and gamble. And we had uh, apparently some members down in Mississippi at, at a casino and they had on our faith chapel uh, shirt and they, they, they saw each other and, and, and one was shouting out to the other faith chapel in the house, faith chapel in the house. They, they out there gambling. Now listen, the Bible says in the Taylor translation, wealth from gambling quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows. Most people don't get wealth. Wealthy gambling. The system is designed for people to lose and some people to win. They can't make a profit if everybody is winning. Nobody profits with everybody else winning. So more people will lose than people that will when well get rich quick schemes is not just about gambling prostitution is a form of a get rich quick scheme um i'll tell you something uh, we can talk religion we can talk in the church church gimmicks are a uh, get rich quick schemes and it's unfortunate that we have gimmicks in the church too and sometimes we promise things that we shouldn't promise. We promise one offering will cause you to have wealth. One offering. Sometimes we have this one offering mentality. And I think that personally, I'm not judging anybody, but I think that's a gimmick. I think godly prosperity is always connected to a lifestyle of giving. It's not connected to event giving. Uh, is it true that some people have given a seed and that seed opened the door to, to something? Yeah, I believe that. But I don't believe in setting people up and telling people if you give this one offering, it's going to change your life. I don't, I don't personally believe that the scripture teaches that. However, you know, uh, the Bible says to, uh, to the Lord, another man's servant belonged to him. 
I believe that the scripture communicates lifestyle giving. Luke 6, 38 says, give and it shall be given unto you. Present tense continuum, give, that's not gave, give, that's continuous, is a lifestyle of giving. Uh, number six, we're talking about uh, things that lead to poverty. Uh, poor money management lead to poverty. Poor money management. Luke 16, 1 in the New Living Translation, Jesus told this, this story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. One day a report came that the manager was wasting his employer's uh, uh, resources, money. Now, if you read Luke 16, that uh, that owner was getting ready to release or fire this manager because of poor money management. There is both a spiritual side to prosperity. In the kingdom, meditating the word, faith in the word, confessing the word, giving is a part of God's process to prosperous people. But not only is there a spiritual side, there is a natural uh, side to divine prosperity, budgeting, planning, saving, investing, investing, negotiation, uh, understanding in interest rates. Listen, there is a spiritual side. There is a natural side to prospering. We're not going to prosper if we don't money manage our money properly. If we get our check and our, it's so hot in our hands that we have to spend everything that we get, the moment it hit our hands, we get paid on Friday, and by Monday, we don't know where our money went. If we are wasteful, we're charging up charge cards, not concerned about paying those things off, it is going to lead to poverty. That's not being led by the Spirit. That's been led by our flesh. Now, number seven, laziness. Laziness is a thing that will lead to poverty. Proverbs 6, 9 through 11 in the New Living Translation. It says, but you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Notice laziness, laziness. There is a natural laziness. There is a spiritual laziness. Now, some people, they are naturally lazy. In other words, they have a poor work ethic. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 8 and 12, that God will bless the works of our hands. We can believe all we want to. We can confess all we want to. We can meditate all we want to. But there is a place where we have to put our hands to something and, and we have to 
put it out there and give God something to bless. Some people are naturally lazy. They want God to bless zero. If God bless zero, anything multiplied by zero equals zero. Some people are naturally lazy. Others are really committed, strong work ethic from a natural standpoint, but they are spiritually lazy. They never spend time in the Word, never confess the Word, never meditate the Word, never release their faith on the Word, never listen to the Word much. That is spiritual laziness. So laziness. Now, number eight is a is an interesting one. Uh, number eight is racism. Now we remember we said some of these are external forces, some of these are internal forces. So let's look at racism. Racism is the eighth thing that will lead to poverty. Now, James 2, verses 2 through 4 and 9 in the New Living Translation. It says, for example, suppose someone came into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another come in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. So you got two people come into the meeting. One is a very wealthy person. Another is a very poor person. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that you, your judgments are guided by evil motives? Verse nine. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing sin. So notice two people come into the service and one is a very wealthy person. And you say to that wealthy person, come here and sit in this good seat. Poor person come in the meeting and you say to the poor person, you can stand over there or you can sit on the floor. He said that you are discriminating. We're talking about racism. Now, there is a difference between prejudice, bigotry, and racism. Now, let's look at the difference. Prejudice is a preconceived biased or preference, a preconceived bias or preference. Before you know a person, before you get to know a person, and you have a preconceived idea or bias toward one group over another group, or you have a prejudice mentality concerning this person, and you make a judgment based off a preconceived idea of this person that's prejudice. Bigotry, on the other hand, is one who is intolerant of others' religion, race, or politics. Bigotry, intolerance of another person's religion, politics, or race. Racism is different. I'll talk about it for a moment. Racism is a power relationship or struggle between groups of people who are competing for resources and political power. Racism is one group 
use of wealth and power and resources to deprive, hurt, injure, or exploit another group to benefit itself. Racism is keeping others from a competitive position. So racism is not primarily about skin color. It's about power and it's about wealth. So a person, any person can be a bigot, any person can be prejudiced, but only those who have power and wealth can be a racist. And remember, racism is about competing against others and attempting to keep others from a competitive position. Uh, some would identify this as systematic. It's a system of keeping certain groups in a certain uh, uh, uncompetitive position, uh, keeping wealth and power from certain groups. Now, the ninth, uh, the ninth thing that causes poverty is the challenge of the times. It's just what's going on in the times. First Kings 17, 7 in the New Living Tra Translation says, but after a while the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. The brook dried up. Now notice the brook led to a drought and many people were struggling economically because of the drought. They were not struggling because they did anything wrong. It was the challenge of the times. We've gone through what we've called a pandemic. In this time of pandemic, it has led to economic struggles. Some have lost their homes. Some have lost their jobs. Some have lost their businesses and have entered into a difficult economic time, not because they did anything wrong. It was the challenge of the times. It was one of those uh, external forces that we have to resist and we have to overcome with our faith. And then finally, we're talking about 10 things that lead to poverty. The number one thing that leads to poverty, in my opinion, is a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowledge. He, Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Now, I've studied this poverty and prosperity thing for a number of years. And I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that poverty comes under the heading of evil in God's economy. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I'm not talking about the person that's dealing with poverty as being evil. I'm talking about this condition. I'm talking about this condition of poverty. I believe that poverty in the mind of God comes under the heading of evil. Now listen at this. In Galatians uh, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, who gave himself 
for our sins, referencing Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. So the scripture says that God sent Jesus and Jesus gave himself so that he might deliver us from this present, not future, present evil age. I believe God wants us delivered from the evil. Now, when I add that to John 17, verse 15, Jesus said something. He said, I pray not, praying to his father, that you should take them out of the world. He said, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world. He said, Father, I'm praying that you keep them from the evil in the world. Keep them. They're in the world, but I don't want them to experience the evil in the world. Now, listen at this. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, down through verse 17, it says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God wants us to be saved. But that word saved is a huge word. It doesn't just mean born again, but it also means protected, delivered, provided for. God wants us saved. But it says, how can people be saved if they have not believed? And then it says, how can they believe if they've not heard? And then it says, how can people hear without a preacher? And then Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing. You see, I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that many believers are experiencing lack, scarcity, and unfulfilled desire because of a lack of knowledge of God's kingdom, ways, principles, uh, and instructions. And that's what we're dealing with. And that's what we're teaching. We're informing you about God's kingdom ways. And Jesus, we're talking about the truth about poverty. Jesus says, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Now, listen, I'm through. I'm finished for today, but I'm not finished in this series. We're talking about the truth of poverty, the truth of it. We have to understand the truth and the understanding will bring us into a place of revelation. Information leads to revelation. And then once we have revelation, then we can uh, rightfully expect manifestation. Listen, I love you. Thank you so very much for uh, spending this time with us. I'm looking so forward to seeing you next time. Now, in our Thursday our Thursday podcast at 7 Central. Listen, our Thursday podcast, I'm teaching on winning the marriage game. So we're teaching principles about winning in your marriage. You don't want to miss that. I look forward to seeing you and thank you for spending this time with us today.